0: I just think I just was so many years of self-loathing and being unhealthy. And it doesn't really matter what's going on around you. Although, you know, we're living through a pandemic at the moment, but, like, you deserve better. You do deserve better. And, like, your health, and we know that more than anything now because of the pandemic, you know, people that are in the best of health are, are dying because of COVID and so it's really important it's really important that people look after their physical health as well as their mental health they go hand in hand and i just think if you concentrate on on something to help you then that can only be a good thing and you know you deserve to be healthy you deserve to live a happy healthy happy life no life is short enough as it is and i just think focus on you give yourself the self-love that you you know deserve we all do and um, especially living through a pandemic at the moment our health is the most important thing and if you are fit and healthy or if you're eating a healthy diet and you're trying to improve your health fitness then that's only put you in good stead
1: hello welcome back to another episode of seven stories i'm your host claire olden west today's guest is lucy ellen i'm really looking forward to having lucy on the show and I was in two minds whether to record this episode with with Lucy. Lucy just finished a shift and Lucy works as a practice nurse on a COVID ward. And she was exhausted. I'm, I'm sure she doesn't mind saying that, you know, she would agree she, she was exhausted. She's got a young baby, she's got a partner, that, you know, they've got this world round routine because of... Of work demands too, and having a, a young baby, and I just said to Lucy, no, are "You know, are you okay doing this?" And before we we started the the episode, she she explained as she does in the podcast that she'd been with uh, a lady a, who'd got a young family, uh, a husband who's you know fit, healthy prior to COVID, and and had passed passed away, and and that was Lucy's day, and. In last week's episode, I'd recorded an episode all around tuning down the noise around COVID because it's so intense, it can be so heavy, you know, going to a new year, how do we manage, how do we cope? And I explained some help and some tips how to do that. Now in nursing, anybody that works in the NHS who's working day in, day out with people that have got health concerns, having to deal with quite a lot of emotional issues that a lot of people do say it's calling, like Lisa does in, in the episode that you'll hear today. And that that is right. And in, I guess, like a normal world, we'll see people going in and out of hospital with illness and through old age and for, for lots of many reasons, all that I guess they're prepared for. But having to, I guess, go into work day in, day out, during COVID and a worldwide pandemic that, that you know, they've not, I mean, how, how can you train for that? You can't, can you? What I would love for you to take away from today's episode is that if you're like me, where, you know, you, you're in relatively good health, got no major health concerns, and you're able to sit with your family of an evening, eat your meal, go to bed, in a warm bed, I'd love you to just take away from this episode the fact that there's people like Lucy that are fighting every day for us, for us all, for all our health, that, you know, heaven forbid one of us would, would be in a situation where we'd have to go in as a patient, as a COVID patient, into hospital. And we can't get away from social media, can we? I, I try to turn my notifications off, and I, I do throughout the day mainly, but I do go onto Instagram, as you all know. anybody that that follows me on Instagram will know. And there's a lot of there's a lot of noise around. Is this actually real? You know, is 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 COVID real? A lot of noise from the government that's conflicting. Surely it can't be real because they said this then, and now they're saying this now, and that, there's a lot of uncertainty around it. And What I'd love for you to do today is to take away from this episode that Lucy, you know, she's she's a young mum, breastfeeding a child and then going to work in scrubs and dealing with these COVID patients. When I did this episode, it wasn't due to go out this week because i generally record three months in advance or something. But I just thought this episode is for now. I can't leave this till April. That was aiming to put this episode out. I thought, no, this this episode is for now. And I'd love this just to reach people in a way where you would walk away with a sense of gratitude and I don't mean that in a in a way that I want you to think, goodness, this isn't this isn't my life, I haven't got to deal with this. But just a sense of gratitude to the NHS, to people like Lucy, that are doing this day in, day out. And I said to Lucy, you know, at the time, I said Do you want me to reschedule? Because I could see that she was tired. She looked exhausted. And she was explaining about the day that she'd had with the wife of this gent that had passed through COVID. And just take on on board a little bit of that in terms of, you know, Lucy's got a partner. She's a young mum. And then she's having to go home, home to that and process that all. And there might be somebody listening to this thinking it's, it's just noise. COVID, it's just noise. I hope that this method reaches you. And in terms of the weight loss journey, I kind of feel like that's a bit secondary in th- this episode, to be honest. In terms of the weight loss journey, just look what this young woman is doing. She's doing everything that she's doing in a day job and she's committing to her weight loss journey. And if there's ever a, a time that you could look and ask yourself, what is possible for 2021? I believe that this episode will allow you to put that into perspective. Gosh, this is a heavy, isn't it? <laughs> this is a heavy one. But it's there, isn't it? it is there. She's done great. And she said, you know, it's not easy with a young, young child planning, but that They get things done. They get things done. And being on Plan for Lucy is is a godsend to her. You know, she's stumbled across Slimming World. She met a partner through a sponsored walk. And she's got a great Instagram following that I know will just wrap her up. And during these times that she needs this extra boost. Just ask yourself what you've got to be grateful for this week amongst the heaviness of it all ask yourself you know could you write three things down that you you're truly truly grateful for just to get into that ed space that you know lucy talks about in terms of mindset because it's all about mindset weight loss before you even begin your journey it's all about being able to get into that that frame of mind that can help you on your journey so here's introducing lucy to her episode of slimming stories so much respect for you lucifer what you're doing to being in a sick of it and and managing your weight loss in that time and you've got a new baby my goodness yeah you're like don't do things by (laughs) half don't do things by half no absolutely and how's it with a new baby have you managed that with you know working still as a nurse how's it been for you it's been it's been
0: difficult. Um, she's lovely. She's such yeah. a good baby. We couldn't have been more lucky um, in that respect. I mean, she doesn't sleep much, but that's just new new babies. Yeah, exactly. um, and I'm breastfeeding, so i do doing all of the the night feeds, as well as getting up for work. So there are days oh. when I feel <laughs> like death warmed up oh, when I get up and put my scrubs on to go to work. But um, I manage. Oh, I manage. It's been um, it's been difficult. I went back to work quite soon, but that yeah. was just need to mask. That was just our our home life situation, and and obviously the need um, within the NHS um, for the the job that I do. So I'm a nurse practitioner, so I work on the front line and um, I see poorly patients um, every day. So um, yeah, there was a need for that as well. Things are settled now. I've got into a routine. She seems to be in a routine. Aaron's managing. Um, when I go off to work and yeah we juggle and the same as anybody else any other family we juggle oh, yeah. but, and That's it's hard strength. but um yeah we're getting there. Yeah,
1: through it when I yeah. was um, breastfeeding it just felt that I was literally every two hours my, uh, my son would need a feed and I think I can remember saying at the time that if I could have given birth twice and not had the, the sleepless nights I would have done that because although you know birth can be horrendous the you know the sleepless nights it's almost like you're in this awful. coma. Yeah, it's almost like you're in this coma, isn't it? Because yeah. you never it's feel any lies.
0: Like sleep deprivation is, um, oh, it's torture. Absolute yeah. torture. Plays with your mood, plays with everything and also has an impact on your weight loss as well. Mm. So um, difficult.
1: That's right. I know that when your sleep pattern is, is affected and when you are really tired, often the thing that you reach for, because you you know your body needs... That, that boost just to get through the day is sugar and lack of mm. sleep is associated with the cravings for sugar so have you experienced any of that with the lack of yeah, sleep? Yeah I
0: definitely do especially when it gets to about four o'clock if I've been on duty since eight in the morning um, I definitely have those lows Um, so what I try and do is um, use um, eat bananas bananas are like yeah. a, a massive go-to for me they always have been actually even before I do and Wild because
1: of the energy that you get from them. The boost, yeah, um, definitely. And I know that with friends that work in the NHS that do roles as nurses, it's quite difficult in terms of, I guess, a routine, compared to maybe that of an office, where if you're in the thick of it, you can't just say, right, OK, that's my breaks at that time, because sometimes you can't always tear yourself away. So if you just want to talk us through a little bit loose it around how you plan your day bearing in mind you've got a young baby you've got this really you know i'm not being dramatic by saying you've got this really stressful environment and then the need to come home and kind of unwind and decompress from your day
0: yeah I do we do a lot of planning I think planning for us is like essential I know everybody says it they say oh I plan my week I plan my meals but actually we wouldn't function if we didn't we use a slow cooker a lot especially when I'm on duty um when Aaron's at home because he's been working nights so we have been a little bit like ships apart so I'll come home and he'll go off to work just for a couple of days during the week so we we have to we have to Plan. Otherwise, it just literally goes out the window. So I eat a lot of leftovers. So my lunch is is nearly always the dinner that I've had the night before, and so that works really well for me. Um, if I'm working from home, which I will do quite often now because I'm able to, because I do telephone consultations with patients. I I do sort of half and half at the moment. Wednesday morning from home and all day Thursday from home. That's easier because obviously I have access to the kitchen, so I can I can cook if I get a gap in patients, which is not very not very often, to be honest with you, but I am I manage by doing that. And then, like I said, by the days when I'm on duty, I take things for breakfast that are quick to grab. Like I said, I'll take a banana, a couple of hi-fi bars. Sometimes I'll make a sandwich and eat that in the car, to be honest. Uh, sometimes I'll eat that in the car on the way there. Um, or uh, when I'm getting into work, we have um, a meeting, like a debrief meeting um, before we start duty. and. What's happening and what's going on, and what the clinics are going to be like, and what they expect of us that day. And, and to be honest with you, at the moment, is it's pretty stressful. Mm. Um, like I said to you earlier, you know, it's a, probably the hardest time in my career, and that with trying to get back on plan after having the baby and having a newborn baby, it's mm. a, a tough. It's, it's yeah. tough. Um, but actually, for me slimming world is such a and my slimming journey is such a big and important part of my life yeah and so that massively helps me to stay on track that's the one thing that I can do to help myself and to fuel myself because on the times that I've been off plan and there have been a lot of that to be honest with you over the last 12 months I know the difference I I know the difference physically and emotionally and how I deal with my day at the end of the day like today for example you know it's been a really sad day at work but I've had a good on-plan day and so it helps one part of my life to be positive to have that control and to do that yeah Um, and that's that's really important to me and that works for me and I noticed the difference between the days that you know I'm in control of my food and my eating, and the days where I let the stress and the emotion of my job get to
1: me. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, I can't imagine. I have been in situations where I've had to talk about emotionally the you know harrowing situations and experiences that people have gone through, which you know trauma and all those things. When when I was doing counselling, but to actually be with somebody that is expressing those emotions and also experiencing physical pain and, and being with those people and and possibly being, you know, the last ones to be with those people. It, I can't really, you know, my heart goes out to you. I, I can't, I can't imagine how you find the strength I guess to, to get through. I know, you know, I know it's your job. I know you pay to do this job, but you know, you, you're a human before, before you're an employee and you know, I knew I couldn't do it I could not do that I'd be I'd be a mess every evening and the fact that you're able to to switch off to an extent to be able to go and do it again and again and again you know that is really a gift to have definitely.
0: I think that you um I mean for me it's always been a privilege it's always been my privilege whether that be in life or in death and I just think people deserve that they deserve the best especially when it is you know towards the end of the life or you know they're poorly or they've just been diagnosed with cancer or or whatever it may be that's affected their life and for me I've always felt like it never was a job for me it was almost like a calling and I Mm. wanted to help and yes there is a lot of sadness but also there is an awful lot of fulfillment from my job as well like I I get to help people I get to you know support them when they're at their lowest and help pick them up when they're down and and do what I can and sometimes that's through the use of medicine to make them better or to do the best that that we can to you know to help today was a massive example of that you know I spoke to a lady whose husband had just passed away from COVID and it was completely unexpected and you know he was a fit and healthy man and you know they have young children and you you just can't imagine the pain and the suffering that they're now going through this is not just that they've lost she's lost someone that she loves and has spent her life with you know her children's father too and that you know I have to do the best that I can so when I you know walk away from that that patient that I feel as if I've done something to help support her in the lowest you know time in her her life. Mm. and and that means everything to me I have to do that I do walk away thinking I'm so sad but also I walk away thinking I have I've done something I've done Mm. something to try and help her in some way get through this really shit time in her life yeah and that just feeds me that feeds me as a human being it feeds me as a nurse and and it makes me want to get up and go again tomorrow because I know that I'm doing some good
1: everybody is cheering you on you know because of what you're doing, what the NHS is doing is, you know, it's, it's just, it's beyond words. that You can't really put that into, you can't really express the words of gratitude that people are feeling. And you can just pray. You know, I'm a very spiritual person and, and that's all I can do yeah. at the moment. In terms of your your slimming journey and you yeah. express, you know, your gratitude towards Slimming World and having that as something that's able to distract you. You've got your Instagram yeah. account, and I know you've got some lovely followers on there. And I see your posts, and just reading one before I came on the interview with you, you mentioned how you only fail when you stop trying. And I just wanted to go a bit back further before you joined Slimming World and just to talk about how you may have felt that you'd failed before Slimming World and how many attempts you actually had in terms of trying to deal with your your weight issues and actually trying to put into place some sort of plan to lose the weight before you discovered the swim world plan
0: I mean I to be honest with you I've been a swim member for on and off for years it's one of those things it was there it was always there and I think to be honest with you even as speaking as a nurse you know if you can find something that helps you lose weight and have a healthier life then you should do it it really is about finding the one that works for you at that time and i support of all of them, it's just that I found that Slim and World worked for me. I'm a very big foodie. And I think, I mean, after I, I have been a Slimming World member on and off for a long time, but I have tried all of the other diets as well. Um, if you name it, I've tried it. And um, and none of them really worked. And I think a lot of that was because emotionally I wasn't in the right place. And I, I am a true believer that if you are emotionally ready to lose weight. It doesn't matter what plan you follow because they all work in in one way or the the other. It's just being in that right head place to say, I need to do this now. I need to do what's right for me mentally and physically. And I got to a place before I joined Slimming Health the last time. I just thought every time I do these diets that don't feel viable really, because they're not healthy diets necessarily I've set myself up for a fall before I'd even started mm. and I just wanted to do something where I just felt that I could just be normal eat normal food but, but educate myself into healthy eating and I just found that with swimming world it was easy it was a no-brainer really you don't have to think too much about it and it is a you know a healthy lifestyle that old gimmick but it's very true and um, yeah so it just seemed it just seemed to slot in and And I was successful, and the more successful I was, the more it boosted me mentally. And, you know, when I started to see um, my weight go down, um, that kept me going and started to, you know, squash those thoughts that I had of myself that I was failing at it, which is what I'd always felt in the past. And, you know, my motivation was my, you know, ongoing weight loss. And, you know, I think definitely that you have to, you know, be kind to yourself in regards to you know what any weight loss journey, and you have to cheer yourself on when you've had good days and be kind to yourself when you've had bad days and keep placing one foot in front of the other, and eventually it will, it will come good. You know, change is then inevitable, isn't it? If you celebrate your victories and you know, be kind when you're on your backside, because we all do that one time or another. I know I did do, I'm a you know, a bit of an emotional eater or was in the beginning very bad emotional eater and that was a lot to do with my job as well and the slimming world helped to turn that around really.
1: That's good then. So in terms of the behavioural change with still having a, a job that you know provokes emotion and and the need for those, I guess, those those foods that maybe you would have reached out for before you went to mm. Simmon World, what has actually changed? What what does slimming world give you that you didn't have before
0: I think it just gave me like a bit of a focus really and um a bit of a plan and a goal and that's the things that sort of Slimming World gives you it's kind of a, a structure you know something to focus on and you know by having this plan and I tried to think about the things that I could eat rather than the things that I couldn't and I would I eat would recreate a lot of the meals that I used to have off plan or foods that I used to like that weren't you know off plan or not and recreate them world friendly and that would yeah. really help things like you know burger and chips and things like that and that was a massive help in the beginning Um I also would carb load when I was at my biggest because it filled me up so I would have meals that had you know potato and pasta and rice and things like that especially when I was working and then when I had those downtimes, there wasn't that sort of hunger that sort of deprivation that you feel I didn't necessarily feel the need to reach for something no because I was full up it's yeah. always when I was hungry and emotional that that tended to be the problem zones um, and so stimming well gives you that and obviously the encouragement my my Instagram page, I i wish I could interact more yeah. because it's literally been the best thing that I ever did. The messages that I get and the support that I get and the seeing other people's journeys, um, that inspiration really, mm. going to group, you know, having that, meeting Aaron. He's been a massive part, you know, the last 18 months, you know, a massive influence on my journey and my eating habits we met via Instagram we were both doing the charity Snowdon climb right and I think it was about seven or eight months before we did the climb we started to chat in mutual friends just got on really well obviously straight away hit it off because we had Slimming World in common and we knew what it was like to be really overweight and to struggle with weight and to not have the best of lives, being overweight. And we were friends before anything. We were really, really good friends and always had each other's back. And And it just it just progressed into, you know, into love, really. Just neither of us planned it or necessarily went, were looking for it within each other. It just, yeah, it just happened.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. I think it's nice to have somebody that's got your back and can see where you're coming from because I think when you're faced with any weight loss journey there's always that that heaviness around confidence and issues that you may have with your body when you know you you have been overweight and addressing those and meeting somebody that's had the same issues must be so I guess comforted and now you've got the little one which is such a such a happy ending so so tell me about the little one and and what it's meant for you to to now have your health and and be a mum.
0: Yeah, well it's, you know it's, it's it's everything to complete our family and you know to just to have a baby together. It's something that you know Aaron's always always wanted, and I love being a mum. It's the best job in the world as far as I'm concerned. I hold my um status as a, a mum in the highest regard. It's hard, but it yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing. I know for Aaron definitely you know having a family and settling down and you know family life or or whatever all was always something that he really wanted so um yeah it's lovely and she's yeah she's adorable she's slotted right into our lives and we can't imagine life without her well,
1: yeah. that is great and I can't believe that you've got the energy to do everything that you've just explained <laughs> with, with a newborn honestly honestly you know my off to you and in terms of you know, it's still, I guess I went through a period of time talking to people on the podcast about we'd just gone into lockdown, then we were just coming out of lockdown, then we was going back into lockdown. And it's, yeah. you know, because I do record generally around three to four months before I publish, I thought about not talking about, you know, COVID, but we've got to address, I think we've got to address uh, this, it's still there. So for anybody living in the UK in particular is wanting to to make some changes this year I in my last podcast last week it was a just me on my own giving some tips and advice when I've struggled with focus and maybe stress how I can deal with things what piece of advice can you give not necessarily in terms of weight loss but just to get the focus Because so I believe strongly that Your mindset comes before the weight loss. And if your mind's not in a good place, then the weight loss won't happen.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I'm a a great believer in that. You have to be in the right frame of mind for it, definitely. Um, But I just think I always tell anyone that, you know, they say, how do you stay motivated or, you know, how did you get in the right head place for this? And I just think I just was so many years of self-loathing and being unhealthy. And it doesn't really matter what's going on around you, although, you know, we're living through a pandemic at the moment, but like you deserve better. You do deserve better and like your health and we know that more than anything now because of the pandemic you know people that are in the best of health are, are dying because of covid and so it's really important it's really important that people look after their physical health as well as their mental health they go hand in hand and I just think if you concentrate on on something to help you then this can only be a good thing and you know you deserve to be healthy you deserve to live a happy Healthy, happy life. No life is short enough as it is, and I just think focus on you. Give yourself the self love that you you know deserve. We all do, and um, especially living through a pandemic at the moment, our health is the most important thing. And if you are fit and healthy, or if you're eating a healthy diet and you're trying to improve your health fitness, then that's only put you in good stead. And the mental health follows that. I can tell you now, straight that since i've been back on plan after christmas uh, mentally i feel so much better yeah. so much better and all of the other things in my life feel like they're controllable when my eating's controllable and that's because i'm a foodie and you know an emotional eater and a binge eater and when i don't do those things i feel more in control of every aspect of my life
1: hmm. well i can totally relate to anything around binge eating that, yeah. that is something that i suffer with i would say not not so much now but in the past definitely suffered with that and you're right when you know that you can take steps to control that it's such a, a weight off your, your shoulders and it, it you know nobody wants to feel that they're out of control no one wants to feel those feelings are about feeling like an addict or you know at, at the whim of something that's outside of them and um, to be able to control your food and, and feel that you're doing the right thing and you're nourishing your body and you're you're eating healthy foods, that is, it's a great feeling, isn't it? It's an empowering feeling, absolutely.
0: It's liberating, absolutely yes. liberating. And, um, and it's, it's you know, you're building a healthier future for yourself, both mm. mentally and physically,
1: definitely. So, if anybody would mm. like to, I'll say, if anybody would like to follow you on Instagram, I think you've got so many followers, but if anybody would like to follow mm. you on Instagram, Lucy, what is your Instagram handle?
0: So it's um, sw underscore lucyellen dot x or kiss as I like to think oh, it is. Kiss,
1: <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucy. And I could see that you know you, you're tired. Thank you so much just for giving me this time <laughs> this evening. You're and welcome. and I hope anybody that's tuned in today that maybe is. I don't want to lecture anybody here, but if there's anybody that's listening today, that maybe isn't taken seriously the covid noise. what would you like to say to those people now's your your time I know we don't often hear from the front line in terms of no. a, an actual voice because we have journalistic interpretation on what people do actually say so now's your spotlight Lucy what would you like to <laughs> what would you like to say? please do
0: please take it seriously because people are dying people who are young and fit and healthy. And have young children and older children, and sisters and brothers, and aunts and uncles. And it's, it's not holding any punches, it's not being selective, it's taking people down. And um, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's a really tough time and um, all round. And um, we're all struggling the nurses, the doctors. Doctors are reimbursed. Being redeployed onto wards, nurses are going to have to work in places they've never worked before, because um, we're all struggling, and we need you to help protect the NHS and the people that are going into the hospital by doing what the government tells you to do, and that is to stay at home if you're told to stay at home, wash your hands, all of those things. They are so important, and um, please do believe me when I say to you that it is horrendous absolutely horrendous and um yeah i'm emotional just thinking about it
1: today yeah thank you so much for sharing that lucy Uh, what i want to say to anybody listening to this episode is everything that lucy said is such a blessing because if you're somebody that maybe is doubting the noise on the tv on social media maybe you're skeptical and all of those things, having listened to Lucy and her heartfelt words, I really hope that this has struck a chord with you. And this is by no means any in any way, shape or form a negative thing what Lucy has shared. Lucy has given her heartfelt words to you to help protect you in this time of dire straits within the NHS. And I really hope and pray that you take that on board because, you know, goodness, we need an end to this. Thank you so much, Lucy. It's been an absolute pleasure and, you know, you really are a star. Thank you so much. No problem
0: at all. Thank you for having me.
1: I just felt that having that conversation with Lucy was really, really inspiring because she's she's really on board in terms of getting back on plan and, and maintaining the weight loss that she's had. You know, she's lost over five stone and she's fully committed to that. And doing the best for the NHS. I mean it's just it really inspired me this episode. It really, really did. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Please go and support Lucy on her Instagram account if you're not already following her. And it's ironic that last week I spoke about the noise of COVID and how we can keep that down in terms of the TV when we're switching the TV on in the morning now. Out of process hour day and managing our lives while covid is i guess unfolding around us and there's so many changes that we're having to to go through you know in terms of our working week in terms of being able to socialize and go to the gym and all of those things and we can still do that and be respectful for the fact that these people are literally putting their necks on the line every day and i don't believe that hearing the constant negativity the constant I want to say hypocrisy of what the government are doing but that that's probably too far I think we can tune that out and we can turn that down and we can focus and if our only focus is to keep ourselves safe and to keep our families safe then I I believe that we're doing we're doing a great job and a, a great service for those workers that are like Lucy, going out every day and doing their best, trying their best to, to keep us all safe. And the great thing about this podcast is I can do whatever I like. It's my podcast. I produce it and I choose and I say what goes out when it goes out. And I feel that this episode would have lost its potency, I guess, if I would put this out in April. In terms of a weight loss and fitness journey, I don't know if you're listening to this feeling what I'm feeling about this episode in terms of when I think about people like Lucy working for the NHS and when I think about my health. So, you know, I've spoke before about having the car accident. My back's not right at the moment, but it has put things into perspective in terms of I've got such an abundance of things to be grateful for right now. You know, I may have had to cancel holidays or plans. But right here, right now, I've got so, so much to be grateful for. And I've got so much that I'm looking forward to in this coming year that I'm able to do. And I'm so excited for 2021. And I'm so grateful for for people that are are working really hard. And I will do all I can to support those people in this time. So I'm going to leave that here for, for this week. Wishing you all the best for the week ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Slimming Stories. Until next time, take care.